I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, hello, everyone. And you join us here today to talk about a watch that... I think needs a little bit of talking about. Tom, are you familiar with the watch brand MBNF? I am, yes. Maximilian Booster and friends. Uh, like all work, another group of watchmakers making spaceships disguised as watches. <laughs> yeah, so MBNF, that's Max Booster. He used to work for Gigi Lecoultre and then created the Opus line with Harry Winston. His whole thing, he's not a watchmaker himself, he's more of a conceptualizer. So he's really given a voice to a, a lot of up-and-coming watchmakers, such as the guys from Allwork, uh, Carrie Vutalainen, loads of people. Um, so it's it's fascinating to see what he does. And he's back at it again. This is the Legacy Machine Sequential Evo. Yes. So as I understand it, there are two lines to MBNF. There's the horological machines, which are the very strange looking watches that don't look like watches. They look more like jetpacks and UFOs. <laughs> and then there's the legacy machines that more closely resemble everyday watches. <laughs> yep. The watchmaker he's got on board this time, Stephen McDonnell. Yeah, so Stephen McDonnell, um, he's a watchmaker from Northern Ireland, and he was one of five watchmakers to come over in the early days to help Maximilian Busa get the very first calibre out the door and um, I think saved them from bankruptcy in those early days and get the brand on its feet. And then he also developed for them the Legacy Machine Perpetual, in which he revised and evolved the traditional perpetual calendar into a much more streamlined movement. And he's doing the same thing again with the chronograph. So the Legacy Machine Sequential Evo. Tom, do you want to take us through some of the headlines um, stats before we get into the nitty-gritty of why this watch is so impressive? Yeah, here's the bullet points. So this is a Zirconium Evo case. Now, as I understand it, the Evo line from MBMF is um, what they would consider something quite sporty and functional. Mm -hmm. Sort of like an everyday wear, Andrew. <laughs> it's what you wear for the gardening. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So this is a zirconium case, 44 millimetres wide and 18.2 millimetres thick. Power reserve, 72 hours. 80 metres of water resistance. A flexi ring shock, shock absorbing system. 585 components and 59 joules. That might give you a little bit of a hint as to what sort of watch this is. Um, it's a very complicated one. 
one. <laughs> and they're only making 35 of these a year. So it's not limited. You will be able to get one, but there will be a waiting list, um, obviously, uh, because this is a very, very special watch indeed. Well, as I understand it, MBNF are always designing and developing at least three, four calibers every year and so the 35 per year that they're making of this isn't necessarily because they're restricting limitations it's because it takes them that long to produce the 585 components needed to produce uh, 35 of these watches right exactly i think they they're really pushing themselves to get 300 watches out a year so um it's quite a small operation still yeah um, but this is still their 20th calibre in 17 years. So, If you were to think, dear viewer and listener, that by the 20th calibre they might be starting to uh, relax a little bit and start to shirk their duties, what we're about to find out here is just how incredible this calibre is. This whole chronograph, designed by Stephen McDonnell, is built around the idea of having two simultaneous chronographs and it's worth saying at this point that the chronograph although it's very ubiquitous in watchmaking it is still a complicated thing there's usually some 250 components and so perhaps the 585 components in this watch might be explained somewhat by having two chronographs you might think oh yeah two chronographs in it side by side that's basically a watch that they've just squished two normal chronographs in but here's the thing these two chronographs all run from one escapement from one movement and they are connected through a very very clever button at nine o'clock called the twin verter um shall i explain that for you now i already love the sound of it that sounds like a great button <laughs> <laughs> that that is properly back to the future isn't it yeah <laughs> you have to fill the watch full of toothpaste you press the twin verter and then bam 1960 <laughs> uh, so the twin verter is a twin inverter if you have two chronograph calibers in a watch, they both need to have independent start, stop and reset buttons. And that's that's what you see on this watch. On the right hand side, you see chronograph seconds and minutes, one above the other, and you have a start and stop button and you have a reset button. And then you look to the left and you see mirrored a another chronograph seconds and minutes and you see a start, stop and you see a reset button. Those two chronographs can be run independently of one another. So you can, for example, be timing your eggs with one, start, and then go, oh, I've put my Sketty on now, I'll start that with the other one, start, and they run independently. You can stop them independently, you can reset them independently. Seems fairly straightforward. Here's where the Twinverter comes in. If you want to start both of the chronographs at the same time, or stop them both at the same time, or even whilst one is running, start the other and stop the first. That's where the Twinverter button comes in. Basically, whatever happens, it's like pressing both of the start-stop buttons together. So whichever mode one is running in already, it will do the opposite, and the other the same. And this has only been possible by a lot of very, very clever engineering, and it allows the following functions, and I want you to tell me if they're useful for you. Independent mode we've discussed, you want to time your eggs and your sketty. I think that's that's pretty straightforward. But it gets better than that with the introduction of the twin verter button, which allows you to use the two chronographs together in harmony. So there's only two other watches I know of that have split second minute functionality, and that's the Langenzoner uh, double split and triple split. This is the third watch to have that functionality made possible by the twin verter button. So what you do, right, is you start both of the chronographs at the same time with the twin verter button. And then 
when your whatever interval happens, you can stop just one of them. So you still have one of them continuing with the with the time running as you would expect with an ongoing chronograph, whilst the other one has stopped, allowing you to read that split time. And you can do that up to 30 minutes. But if you want to go even crazier with this, you can use the sequential mode, which allows you to uh, record individual laps one after the other. So in this case, you start with them both reset, you press go on one of them, and then when the lap is completed, you press the twin inverter button. That stops the first one and starts the second one. So the second lap has been started uh, on the second recorder, and the first lap has been paused so you can read the time. You can then independently reset that one, and then for the next lap, you press the twin inverter again, and the chronograph readings swap over, and you start the next lap, and you can read that second lap on the second chronograph counter. But it gets even cleverer still. There's there's yet another mode that they call chess mode, whereby, you know how when you watch two people play chess and they slap that clock in the middle? Yeah. Don't know what it means. <laughs> it logs their total time that they've had to play for the game. And I think you can play for 10 minutes each. I don't know. I don't play chess at all very well. Oh, right. Oh, I thought it was like a sort of mic drop when you did a good move. You like slap that thing. <laughs> and I think you have to say boom. That's in the regulations as well. Yeah, right. So you can start one chronograph and that's the first person starting uh, timing being recorded. When they have finished their go, they press the twin inverter button. It stops theirs and starts the other person's. When they finish, they press the twin inverter and it swaps it back again. So you're recording the cumulative time for both players only during the time that they're playing. Um, I'm not sure how much you'd want someone else slapping your watch in between goes, but the functionality is there. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Just with one button, um, you get so many different modes out of it as well. Yeah. But I wonder if there are some other different combinations that you can find with that button that perhaps they don't even know about. So at, at some point, we've got four modes so far. At some point, I think they're going to be saying, oh, and, and mode number seven, you wear it's a fetching hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but absolutely fascinating. And where it really gets interesting is uh, the technical challenges that Stephen McDonnell had to face in order to make this thing work. Because there are two main fundamental problems. One, the typical way to have two chronographs in a single watch is to have two escapements. And that means the watches don't run exactly the same. So you're, if one is slightly out of time with the other, the, t the two measures aren't uniform. They don't, they don't relate to each other. And the other with all these extra parts is friction. Mm. The more friction you have, the harder it is for the watch to run, the more energy it draws... It's quoted as having 72 hours of power reserve, which is really, really good for a normal watch, let alone a chronograph. And they actually say it will run for longer, but they've they've certified it as 72 hours. So what McDonald's managed to do here is use a central escapement, which you can see partially through the front with that flying balance. That runs right down through the middle, and both chronographs' mirrored designs feed off exactly the same escapement. I don't know how he's done it, but of course the, the hands all run in the same direction, so they aren't entirely mirrored. There must be some sort of inverter gear to make the left-hand side, say, run in the same direction as the right-hand side, despite the mechanisms being mirrored. Yeah, well, you'd expect one of the hands to run anti-clockwise yeah. and all the numerals on the dial to be backwards. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected, but that, that isn't the case. There's, there must just be an extra little gear in there somewhere just to turn that direction. Yeah, a little um, mirror converter gear, I think it's called. In uh, in the case of the friction as well, with the two sub-assemblies for the uh, vertical clutches, which are the parts that engage the chronograph to the mechanism and release, a bit like a car clutch to sort of pressure plates. 
They actually had to create uh, steel shafts embedded with jewels, which is a real first for any kind of watch. Usually jewels are pressed into soft metals like brass or German silver, where they can create an interference fit, like a friction fit. But in order to have the accuracy along the vertical clutch, the tubes had to be made from steel, which is too hard to have a, a pressure fit without cracking the jewel. So they actually had to dig into pocket watch technology and um, you know how like a, a, a gem is set by sitting it in a hole and then using metal pressed around it to hold it in place? Right. They use the same process here. A thin layer of steel sits around the jewel and is uh, burnished and pressed and squished into place to hold the jewel still. So it's actually a, a claw fit almost as opposed to a pressure fit. And then not only that, but they also, in wanting to separate out the seconds and minutes by such a large distance, which you don't normally see, that's usually done with um, uh, just sort of compression springs and things like this to have them very close together. They wanted to have that separation, so they had to create some very, very big wheels in the back, which are a really big uh, and beautiful feature of the movement. They made those out of titanium, so they could be big enough and light enough to provide the transmission from the seconds to the minutes without having them run independently to keep, again, that timing uniform between all of them. It's ingenious, isn't it? It's managed to solve all the inherent problems that you'd get with a chronograph, make them better, but also double the fun <laughs> all in one watch. And what I really love most about it is how sort of readable it is. You've got these big seconds chronograph hands, the minute hands are clear at the top, and, and you can actually tell the time on it as well at the bottom. Yeah. It's so great. 80 metres of water resistance. Yeah. It's almost a dive watch. Yeah, it's sporty. This is this is a daily wear. Yeah. Hats off, Max and Stephen. This is an incredible piece of horology. It's the, it's the stuff I really like to see challenging the technology, the thinking, and the complication. I love traditional stuff, but the way this does it completely different is... It's probably why I get out of bed in the morning to record these things. Sure, sure. I mean, not only is the functionality incredible, but obviously it looks amazing as well, and it's all there on display. I mean, in an earlier podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about chronographs. We were talking about cheap Tissot chronographs and how that's maybe the cheapest chronograph you can get. And I proposed a tag quartz for the same price, but a lot of people don't like quartz. They don't feel it's it has the same heart as a mechanical chronograph or an automatic movement or something like that. But my argument was, well, you can't really see it in either case. But with this, it's all there on display. So, I mean, if you really <laughs> if you really appreciate mechanical movements, you've got to have something like this in your collection. So um, I think it's going to cost you a little bit more than a TSO, though. What are we looking at for this? Uh, $180,000, <coughs> which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. But... I don't know if I've become desensitised to all this now, Yeah. but when I heard the price, I thought, huh, that's less than I thought it would be. It's almost like a new invention. It's like, I think there are multiple <laughs> patents involved in this watch. It's such an innovative piece that you kind of would expect to pay a lot more for the privilege. I don't know. I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? But yeah, it's an amazing piece. Well, at, at $300 per component, per hand-finished, beautifully crafted <laughs> component, you could almost describe it as a bargain. Yeah. Um, and with that incredible watch and the incredible work that MBNF have done on it, it's time to wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this. If you did, please do subscribe. Please do like, comment and share and all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you, and Tom, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.